What up, what up, what up? This is your boy Roy, and you are now tuned into Back to Center Podcast, the only podcast dedicated to life, love, and the millennial struggle. Happy self-care Saturday, ladies and gentlemen. Of course, another Saturday in the books. That means we got some shit to talk about, and we got a lot to talk about. We got Russia going to war with Ukraine, stores are running out of food, and it's time to get your money right. We're going to talk about some of the best financial lessons I've learned growing up as a young buck in this good old country. And of course, we're going to cover a lot more along the way, some do's and don'ts. So you already know what to do. Go ahead and pour one up. Roll up a libation. I said that backwards again. That's two weeks in a row now. But either way, you already knew what to do. Kick back and relax with your boy because the show starts now. Yo, yo, yo. Check this out real quick. First of all, I want to say thank you so much for tuning in. But I also want to let you know there's a new way to support feel free to go into the description section of this podcast episode and click the donate button and donate what your heart desires. Thank you so much. Yo, what up, ladies and gentlemen, this is your boy Roy. Thank you so much for tuning in and stopping by once again. Major appreciation, you know, the the drive to want to be consistent and want to continue to make these podcast episodes definitely comes from you, the listener. So just want to go ahead and give you your just dues. Want to give you my my deepest thanks. Uh, hopefully there'll be many more episodes to come because, you know, Russia wants to go ahead and take over Ukraine. So that might spark World War Three. And with that being said, let's just go ahead and dive right into it. I think, you know, the crazy part is when I think about starting off the new year, I always thought, and of course, you could listen to previous podcast episodes that we've done in the past especially in december going over like making this year yours and going over the things necessary to become the best version of yourself the ultimate issue isn't necessarily us what i'm starting to not realize but what i'm starting to theorize rather is that the issue is the external forces outside of our control right and like of course we can't control those things but God damn, yo, because here's, here's the reality of the situation. If Russia goes to war with Ukraine, that's going to drag in the USA and NATO. That's going to drag in a bunch of other allies for Russia. And before you know it, virtually the whole entire world is at war. Which kind of fucking sucks because, I mean, if you're not, if you're not in the war, then you're in a suffering economy. Right, which is why this whole podcast episode is dedicated to finance. Um, and you know, not to to make light of a potentially dark situation, there is still ways to win. Like there's been countless stories of people that have become millionaires during the slave era, during World War One, World War Two, during times where it seems like there would be absolutely no chance of anyone becoming wealthy, there's been those instances. Now, can we make the argument that they were anomalies? Like, they were just one out of millions? Perhaps. But are there lessons that we can take from them still? Yeah, I I think so. And, you know, there are many other books like uh, The Psychology of Money, which is a great book I just finished listening to. Shout out to Audible. If you don't have an Audible account, do yourself a favor. Get an Audible account. Start listening to some books because... Learning is paramount, and I don't care what you say. Listening to an audiobook 
is just as good, if not, I would argue, almost even better than reading a book. And I do both. I read books and I listen to audiobooks. But what I like about an audiobook is not the fact that I can listen to it while I'm doing something, but the fact that if I'm listening to it from the author's perspective or like the author's voice, like he's the one narrating or she's the one narrating the, uh, the book, in my imagination or just how my brain works, it just drives the message home a lot more. I don't know, like I could read it in my own voice, of course, but hearing it in the voice of the person who created it just puts a whole new spin on how that information is processed, at least for me. I don't know. Maybe it could be the same for you, listener, or perhaps anyone else who likes audiobooks, but the argument, what I'm trying to say here is get yourself a fucking audiobook, uh, an audible account. Um, but yeah, it's like we want to become the best version of ourselves, but with these external circumstances happening, it makes it a little bit difficult. Again, there are scenarios where you can win, but it's just important to keep that in the back of your mind. So with that being said, I did bring up an article. I did have an article handy dandy. I'll go ahead and read this bad boy off. So this is coming from NBC News. And listen, man, I'm not a big fan of mainstream media news, but they're the first ones to report on shit like this. And I haven't really heard of any other independent news sources that have been able to report on something like this. So if you know of one, feel free to hit me up on back to center podcast at gmail.com. But without further ado, title of the article says lethal aid, or rather the first shipment of American lethal aid has been sent to the Ukraine. It is touched down in Kiev. I probably said that wrong. My apologies. But it has touched down in Kiev, the country's U.S. embassy, uh, on Saturday, less than 24 hours after the Secretary of State, Antony, I thought, thought it was Anthony, Antony Blicken met with his Russian counterpart. So what I'm thinking is this gentleman met up with the Russian counterpart. They had this conversation, and he's on the way back. He's like, yeah, they're going to go to war. So he's like, go ahead, send them the aid. Perhaps. So the shipment included close to 200,000 pounds of lethal aid, including ammunition for the frontline defenders of the Ukraine. And, quote, the shipment demonstrates U.S. commitment to helping Ukraine bolster its defenses in the face of growing Russian aggression, the embassy said in a tweet. So shit is getting real. We got ammunition on the floor. Twitter fingers galore bars <laughs> but seriously it seems like things are tensions are, are mounting things are getting very real so what does that mean for a young millennial in america trying to you know make their own way and have somewhat of a normal life like if okay if you have kids in this time frame then eh, it's a little dicey but if they have kids later i don't think america is going to look the same because depending on how this goes down I don't think, I don't, I can't see anything extremely positive coming out of this scenario. I think it's like an ultimate, because if World War III breaks out, let's just keep it up. Let's keep it a bean, right? That's what the young kids say nowadays. Let's keep it a bean. Let's keep it a buck. If World War III breaks out, we're, we're kind of fucked. 
Like, low-key, we're kind of fucked. So, how can I prove this? I don't have the article. But, what I can say is, there have been reports of grocery stores running out of food. Now, perhaps this is due to the shipments that are, like, stuck out in sea, which is, like, mind-blowing to me. That That is insane. How can... Not necessarily how can you fuck up the logistics, but how could you... I don't know. How can you not find a solution to this? Like, isn't that part of the job? Like, if you're going to be... If there's a collective of people that create these routes for these boats, shouldn't there be, like, an action plan to mitigate a congestion point at like in some point during the route i don't know i don't i've it's it just blows my mind again looking for the words to explain how i think about that kind of scenario because how it transpires and how it echoes is magnanimous right like the magnitude of what happens when you have ships stuck at sea that have precious cargo like food and produce and things of that nature it puts a lot of people at risk not to mention there's already people in the united states believe it or not but i mean it's not that hard to believe but there are already people in the united states that don't have access to food like this is a known fact right so when you compound that with this new situation where you got ships stuck at sea no food on the shelves in some grocery stores. There are food deserts popping up everywhere throughout the U.S. And then you compound that with World War Three. It's about to look like Mad Max in this bitch. Like, it's about to get real scary, you know? So, like, I think the, the best conversation we can have is about money and finance, right? Again, I'm no financial guru. Obviously, none of this is financial advice. Dear Lord, none of this is financial advice at all. And I'm not doing bad, doing pretty well for myself. You know, not bragging. I'm not at any point where, like, I'm going to pop up on Instagram with a Porsche and flex. Can't do that yet. Yet. But I think from what I've learned growing up from, like, my own personal lessons and seeing people go through what they went through, I think I have some things that are worth speaking on. I don't know. And perhaps this is just like my two cents and no one really takes this for any sort of advice whatsoever. At least I put this out into the ether. Maybe somewhere down the line, someone will stumble across this and be like, oh, what's this? I'm like, who the fuck? Who the fuck is Roy? What, what is back to center? And then like click on it and start listening and who knows? Maybe. Or maybe, like, aliens will pull up, destroy all of civilization, but all, somehow all of our MP3 audio transmissions that have been transmitted throughout all of the ether of the internet still exist, and they come across this, and somehow they add my advice to, like, their new economic system. Who the fuck knows? I don't know. But we'll talk more about finances right when, uh, once we come back from the break. This is your boy, Roy, and you've been tuned into Back to Center Podcast. Shade at the top, it's a lonely place When you find out the ops ain't the only snakes And you 
bounce, only know what you don't erase. The world only know you by your worst mistakes. So spaz on the ass, that's the only way. Smash on the gas down Stony A. Crash and come back with a swollen face. And when I'm on my way, X hold a gate. Terrorize shit, we don't negotiate. If you bitch, maybe don't associate. Show up at your birthday if you owe me cake. With a black mask, that's how we exfoliate. So far in my way, my heart's in the way. I'm following my thoughts, ain't no logic in yay. That's all I'ma say. If he caught him a case, then send him to jail. Like a dog in a cage, I ain't feeling the age. No right in the way. The dog is a daze, he caught in the way. His caucus is laid under a tombstone. Cause even when you die, he's still throwing rocks at the grave. So follow the way, can't swallow the hate. My mind trumps anything that a scholar could say. Don't know how to behave, we rage out of the rage. It's okay to arm, just pop it in place. Cause the game, they ain't it. All the pain and anguish turn me into a man. So I ain't complaining, now these things is changing. No more lanes is hanging, no more fame and famous. Ain't no shame and shaming. She wanna give you the cookie, you famous, Amos She gave you the pussy, but you ain't pay for the anus Now your name is tainted by the claims they paying The defendant is guilty, no one blames the plaintiff you Gotta say it in layman's terms while you wait on the raiments Cause if the jury say you did it, the payment is heinous Give me one minute, my lady just fainted My babies is crying, you understand what I'm saying? One minute, one minute, good, one minute song was one minute by xxx tentacion featuring kanye west yo i fucking love rock and one thing i appreciate about xxx was his ability to make rock and rap blend together in such an eloquent fashion it like it's remarkable absolutely remarkable it inspires me as i continue to make music as well and man rest in peace xxx such a great artist one of my favorite artists especially coming up in this new era and um, it's rather unfortunate that he was taken from us at such a young age. And the only thing I guess we all can do as musicians or artists or whoever just appreciated his talent is uh, just continue to make our own with uh, a splash of him as inspiration and and reverberate, you know, the energy because that's ultimately what was important. But enough about music and soul. That's always a great topic for another conversation. Let's go ahead and talk about this money, baby, money, baby, money, baby. <laughs> I don't know why I just did that, but 
Does anybody? I hope. Hopefully, listener, you remember that song. I, I forgot. I think it's a uh, Rich Homie Quan, Money Baby. I might be wrong on the artist, but I think the title is correct, Money Baby. But anyway, money, money is important, man. You know, gold diggers. You know, they're onto something. You know, they're not. They're not digging for gold for no reason. Money, <laughs> money is fucking important. That is facts and. What's even more important is being able to keep your money, right? Like being able to, I guess in this case, have that that backup or have multiple accounts or just have a, a stream of income that you can rely on, right? You can do what I've learned in the corporate world. Here's another piece of corporate lingo. You could do some proper forecasting, right? Financial forecasting with the with a reliable stream of income. And it's really important for anyone to know this but especially so for those that are in our age range you know listener i have no idea how fucking old you are but assuming you're in the age range of like 19 to i don't know 35 i think these things are important right i think anyone beyond that age honestly you should kind of have this down but i mean no one's perfect so you can't really expect that but to some degree some degree you should right so from what I've learned as a personal trainer, working at Equinox, working with wealthy individuals, CEOs, founders, people working in tech, things of that nature, they had their own like money secrets and things of that nature. Um, but also it was their idea on money. It was their philosophy on money. And, and that comes in as number one. And it comes in as a misnomer of a title. And the title is save more money but when i say that i want to say obviously save more money but think about that kind of mindset behind money like money is not just something you give away and this is something i'm still working on right like i bring this to the quote-unquote congregation as someone who's like on this journey on this discovery sharing how i feel going through it in hopes that someone else who's potentially going through it is like damn i was thinking about just spending all five of these racks on this chain but you know what maybe roy's on something maybe i should save my money but here's how from listening to audiobooks on money like the book i was referring to earlier the psychology of money by doug cusell he talks about you shouldn't necessarily learn from those who the anomalies right like the bill gates and steve jobs because they're like one in a million but there are thousands of lessons to learn in the practical individuals that may not be known millionaires, but you know their net worth is up there as well. And you know the first one comes in obviously, save your money. And it's not about how much money you make, although obviously you want to generate more income as well. But it's about how much money you keep. Ultimately, at this point we all know this, right? However, of course, with lifestyle creep and things of that nature, we get caught up in the idea of like, oh, let me go ahead and spend, spend this because I know I'm going to make it back, right? Like you're spending most of your check knowing you're going to get another check at the end of the month anyway. Or if like you're in sales, perhaps you're killing it in sales and you know you're going to get a fat commission check on the 20th anyway. So you're like, you know what? Let me just burn through my, my base salary right now. Who gives a fuck? But what'll happen is, and from what I'm starting to realize as someone who's been on that journey of like not making a lot of money or I don't even want to say making a lot of money because that is rather subjective, right? And 
I never want to say, I never want to put money on this pedestal where that's my sole focus. But for me, the growth of going to someone who was like dusty, <laughs> living in his mom's crib, and was dusty and like now living on my own, doing my own thing. And I could be, I could be happy and proud of my lifestyle. I could be proud of it. And I think with that, with that in mind, being able to save your money and use that what's been saved to generate income or put that towards projects that can make you income down the line is way more important than getting caught up in lifestyle creep, going out, partying with people and, you know, doing all this, this and that. And, you know, since we're on the topic of saving money, fellas, the best way you can save money for the next 18 years is by wearing a condom. I know I keep ragging on it. I always bring this up whenever I'm talking to one of my one of my guy friends and we're talking about intercourse and things of that nature. I mean, you know, you have adult conversations with adult people. I always bring up that topic. I'm like, yo, but are you using condoms, though? And it's not like I'm the department of like sex ed where I just got condoms to give out. But I think it's always important to keep your fellow man or, or sister or whoever it accountable right not just obviously for like the next person that they're going to sleep with but obviously for themselves and just because you're looking out for them like that's genuinely your friend and me personally i would hate to see one of my friends who have no intentions on having kids end up having a kid and that's not to say kids are bad but when you're not in a financial position to have a child and you have a child that fucking sucks and i know a lot of people have gone through that and you know, there might be some people listening to this that have gone through that as well. And this isn't me shitting on anyone who's been in that situation. It's obviously still in that situation because, because the kid ain't dead. So obviously you're still in this situation, but I'm not ragging on you about that. What I'm saying here is like, yo, guys, just be smart. You know what I mean? Like, you don't have to pull the Drake and put Tabasco in your condom, but shit, wearing, wearing one will prevent you from having to pay child support and you know prevent you from having to pay to get certain things removed you know real shit so save your money so you could use it as a future asset try to have your money work for you not the other way around don't give your don't give your time for it right next one's gonna come in as kill your debt killing your debt is super duper important and more important because Hey, the government's not going to wipe it away for you. I know we've seen the government give companies millions, damn near billions of dollars in payouts and bailouts to be more specific. But unfortunately for us little people, nah, that's not coming. That ain't coming. So you need, you need to create a strategy to pay off your shit. Real shit. You know, it's funny because when I first started my personal training business, I had never gotten a 1099 before because I didn't make that much. But ever since I'd made the switch, and speaking of switches, we got huge announcements coming up next week, but obviously I'll tell you about that next week. But as of last year, I got my first 1099, my first like official business 1099. And I looked at this shit, I was like, damn, I really owe motherfuckers. <laughs> I was like, damn, I really gotta pay taxes. Shit, this is real. Which is a great feeling because it's like, okay, I did something. I accomplished something. I may not have hit like my main target of what I really wanted in terms of income for my side business, but 
I did what I needed to do enough for like the IRS to be like, oh, you're going to owe some money, buddy boy. So shout out to the IRS. Pay off your debts because when you pay off your debts, the feeling of being debt free. And honestly, as an honest testament, I've been working on my debts and I'm so close to being debt free. And I could already feel like those shackles, like starting to become lifted from my body. And it's a great feeling because that means now I'll have more time because I'm still young. Thankfully, shout out to the universe. Still young enough to be able to plan a proper savings, take advantage of compound interest and actually get this shit on the road for real, for real. And do all of that debt free. Can you imagine walking into your 30s with zero debt? Oh, what a beautiful feeling free it's complete freedom no debt mixed with multiple streams of income mixed with living below your means oh that's like god mode now you're now we're talking once you that is the trifecta well there's another component which obviously is saving and investing but once you have all four of those components finance is gonna be on some thanos shit you're gonna be like thanos in this motherfucker you're going to be on lock. You're going to have no debt. You're going to be making money, saving money, investing money. And because you'll have all of that down pat, you'll have money to spend. What better feeling is that? You've taken, you've now taken care of all of your responsibilities in the present. You've made peace with the past from a financial perspective. You might have some mental shit that you still got to go through. I mean, that's how it goes, but hey, whatever. But on top of that, you put yourself in a financial position, especially if you've done this at a young age, to be able to make and invest money and spend it whenever the fuck you want. That's what I'm going for. That's exactly what I'm gunning for. So number two, killing your debt. Killing your debt. Super duper important. Obviously, no one, no two debt situations are the same. But it is important to sit down and play with the numbers. Here's here's the honest truth, man. You really got to sit there and either take the time to figure out the numbers and figure out how you're going to tackle this situation or pay like an accountant to like figure it out for you, which is kind of stupid in my opinion. You might as well learn how to do it yourself because at the end of the day, not to say who would you rather trust, but who would you rather take care of your finances and that may sound like a dumb question and perhaps of course as you grow in wealth you would want to quote unquote outsource that but it is important for you to have an understanding of your own finances like you need your own PL sheet your own accounting you need to be able to see what's going on this way when you do outsource it at least you could double check the information and make sure it's accurate you know what i mean so be on top of that play with the play with the numbers Get the facts, like playing, crunching numbers, especially when you're in debt is scary shit because you're constantly having to do financial gymnastics. And when you're doing financial gymnastics for a longer period of time than you need to, it's really stressful. It's very stressful. But once you get over that hump and you're able to kill off these fucking debt dragons, that's what I call them. Try and make this shit interesting. You know, like I don't believe that we were born to just work, pay off debt and accrue more as time went on. I don't believe in that. So I'm doing my absolute hardest in my young age to kill it all. This way I can have more fun as I get older, right? Because 
you never know when you're gonna go, man. You never know when you're gonna go. So I think having that quote in mind, but the strategy being I'm going to take care of it now, rather than having that quote in mind and being more careless about your finances, is a smarter route. So consider that. Speaking of considering shit, consider investing. Just like I had said earlier, you don't have to be a financial guru. Again, this is not financial advice. So th- this is not financial advice. I, there's no other piece to that disclaimer. There's, this is just not financial advice, but really consider investing. Um, of course, there's this one quote where it's like, once you hear the, the shoeshine boy talking about stocks, you know, it's time to like sell or whatever. But listen, if there's anything I've learned in life is that one blip in the timeline is not the sum of the entire scenario. Like I believe the S&P is down a couple points, right? But over its tenure, it's been on a constant upswing. And of course, some can say, again, I'm not an expert, but some can argue and say that the market is due for a correction and perhaps it is. But let me tell you something, if you are not in the market, but you don't have any debts, you are you have streams of income and you're able to save money like you have an emergency account and things like that now is the perfect time to invest is this the bottom no one knows you can we are not for for certain right however one thing is definitely for certain bitcoin definitely is not at 60k right now will it hit zero i doubt it will it go up at some point but right now in this very moment even though it is like worth like last time i checked it was worth like 36k 36k and descending from the last time i checked maybe the floor is like 25 but why wait take advantage if you're in the the proper scenario right and again one could argue about the k-shaped recovery about how people are just getting richer while people are getting poorer and that is the case you know a lot of people complain about capitalism you know i've got a lot of people that claim to be communist but still have a nine to five you know that, that's something that makes no sense to me i've run into people that live in new york that claim they're communists but they still work a nine to five what what part of your life is communist none none of it <laughs> i mean except for perhaps your living situation where like you have a roommate but outside of that you have a job you know like you make money you have a bank account There's no part of your life that is openly, no part of your financial life outside of like your living arrangement is open source. None of it. So I don't know. There's something, something I find kind of interesting. Um, But yeah, consider investing because being in that position where you can now have money grow and see it grow is very exciting. Watching a tank is heartbreaking, but seeing it grow is I don't know it's pretty cool and knowing that you can go to sleep and wake up and have your money potentially not double or triple but like up like three percent in a normal market this is not a normal market by the way at least as much as as far as i know this is not a normal stock market as of right now which is why it's due for a correction which is why it's probably going to tank even harder um which is why i don't think we've seen the bottom but that's another topic for another day a lot more in-depth and that is not, that's not my scope. Um, but yeah, consider investing, consider creating an account and just being able to put away money that 
you're okay with losing. So it doesn't have to be a lot of money, but also all depends on where you are from a financial standpoint. Like if you're really making the money, then hey, put in whatever you think is okay, you know? But if you're not, but you still wanna put some hands in the pot, go for what you can over a period of time. It's time in the market versus timing the market, which is the important part. So, you know, just being consistent with that is the most important, most important part. Now, finally, we got create another stream. Create another stream. Listen, the truth is you are going as an individual, you're going to want to go out. You're going to want to, you know, have a good time because life is fleeting. This shit is, you know, we're not here forever. This shit is here for one one moment in the blink of an eye, it's gone the next. So it's important to also be able to have fun while you're, while you're trying to get the bag as well. So I think having another source of income, not an income where you could waste it, but an income where you could dole like, okay, this is my going out fun. Like creating that budget and having funds and having separate accounts for those things and staying organized that's that should be the number one uh, key having multiple accounts having the money go into separate accounts and being organized and on top of that is the most important factor uh so it's like once you have all those things said and done like now now you're on the ball now you're on the money literally literally and figuratively right so make sure that you're able to create another stream of income being able to dole that amount out that you deem is necessary to what you want to do and you know the kind of fun you want to have so keep all of that keep all that in check i almost lost my train of thought for a second you know it's it's crazy how you can go from being a fucking tiny tot to like almost a a grown-ass adult now managing and taking care of your own finances and it does come off as a little daunting sometimes because If you think about it in the grand scheme of things, like you potentially might have to do this for a very long time. And if you're not taking care of these, if you're not creating these financial habits right now, who knows what your finances could look like when you're like 40, 45, 50. That's scary shit. That is super scary. And, you know, even planning for things like your parents passing away, that's super important too. And I don't know, it just, it blows my mind how you're just born into this (laughs) you're just born into this atmosphere into this environment and you're like all right go ahead you got to figure it out now you know but i I believe in us millennials man we're born in a very interesting age age where shit was old school and an age where things is very high tech and moving at a very rapid pace and it'll be interesting to see what happens to us when we get older right but one thing's for certain taking care of your finances is super important this way you can enjoy those older years because the last thing you want to do is be a walmart greeter when you are 65 and no knock to any walmart greeters but me personally i'd rather sit in my nice condo in a hawaiian island butt ass naked so with that being said i'm gonna let you go next week we're gonna talk about five lessons death has taught me But until then, this is your boy Roy, and you are tuned into Back to Center Podcast.